Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black moustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. The trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Greatest walk-up music we have. And it belongs to Mark Gonzalez. You can read him in the Daily Herald. You can hire him to write for your publication, website, blog, whatever you need. He is a baseball, he is a deluxe baseball expert. He joins us yes. on the Scores Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Gonzo, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Got my flu shot today, so I think I'm okay for the three batter minimum. Oh. <laughs> All right, we just want you to make it through the uh, make it through the uh, the interview, and then you can go lay down and be Dave the Cat. Basically, be be Mark's yeah. version of Dave the Cat, and like that. So, last night's version of Dylan Cease scares me because I think he scares the opponents as much as he scares the White Sox, and as a playoff a member of the playoff rotation. How would you line up your White Sox playoff rotation? Wow. I was exchanging messages with uh, our David Haw for the last two hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. one thing to keep in mind is I think uh, you got to treat Rodon with, with uh, kid gloves. So having said that, I would line it up with Lance Lynn game one. Rodon game two, Giolito game three with an asterisk, and Cease game four. So there's enough. Ro- there's enough day, there are enough enough days off between games two and four where you can bring back 
uh, excuse me, you'd have enough rest for, for Lynn in game five unless you want to roll the dice and go with with uh, the lefty who everybody is, is piled on. So why Rodon in game two as opposed to Giolito? Um, because if you win the first round, then you have Rodon game one, and then you have the option, check and see how he feels, to bring him back for uh, game six or seven of the ALCS. How's that? Okay. Okay. Does that because, work for you, Stevie Sunshine? Yeah, it, it, that that's fine. I was just breaking down some how they would do, and and we're all in agreement, or you and I are anyways, I'm, I have about... Lance Lynn, game one, you want that. He knows what he's doing. Is It looks like it's going to be the Astros. And he's got a 4.41 career ERA against the Astros and a whip of 1.347. That's not a good start. And I didn't know if it would come down to you. Pitching game three would mean the game one, the first game in Chicago, and whether that would matter more having Giolito throw it or having Rodon throw it. I don't know. I, I still think, regardless of where you're where you're pitching, I, it's still like Rodon game two, and then and then three uh, probably Giolito. I really like the way Giolito seems like he's got that that high fastball uh, going pretty well again. That's a good sign. So uh, Dylan Cease last, I still find him to be a little bit of uh, an enigma because he, he, of course, everybody says furiously he's got the best stuff. And I, I and obviously, just because he has the best stuff, I mean, you just said it right. He's the fourth man in the rotation, had a terrific night last night with the 10 strikeouts and a coast of a win. But he did have, he did have 50 pitches through through two innings last night. There's always something with Cease. Where, where do you think? that Dylan Cease maxes out in his career, Gonzo, and uh, which comp do you like better to him, John Garland or Gavin Floyd? Oh, oh wow. You like that? Wow, wow, you wow. like that? Oh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, boy. Uh, that hurts. Gavin Garland? <laughs> I mean, they, Gar- Garland had a pretty successful career. You know? Yes, he did. Yes, he did, but he didn't have the strikeout potential that Gavin did at times. Uh, yeah. The thing is, you knew you knew Garland had a knack for uh, smelling that finish line and wanting to go as deep as he can. I'm not saying uh, Gavin didn't, but John was more reliable in, in that in that area. Uh, I I still think if you go with Cease in Game Four, you're probably going to have to go to the bullpen maybe a tad earlier. And then yeah. it goes to game five. You have that day off after game four. So um, if you're the White Sox, you hope it doesn't go to a game five, but you have that, that cushion there of a day off where the, the relievers can get some semblance of a rest at this point. Our guest is Mark Gonzalez. You can read his baseball thoughts in the Daily Herald, and, um, and he is one of our deluxe baseball guests here in talking. He's still, he's still thinking about John Garland and Gavin Floyd right now. You realize yeah, that. I, I, I don't <laughs> think you're right. Man, you stoked some John Garland's got a ring and was part of a <laughs> yeah. momentous four-game series that was just stunning. But yeah, but yep. the you brought up the relief core, the bullpen. That how are you surprised by what's going on? Are do you see progress here? You worried about Kopech? How Tony La Russa handles Kimbrel? What Kimbrel's going to bring wherever he is? 
How does this line up for you when it was a, one thing everybody believed was was going to be the greatest bullpen ever, and then when they got Kimbrell at, at the trade deadline, it's even better still. Now it's all settled. It seems one of the more unsettled spots on one of the more unsettled spots on this team. Or do you see reasons for great optimism that I'm missing? Um, well, I can tell you it's going to be a fascinating final uh, 11 days of the season, assuming they, they clinch on, on Monday or Tuesday at Detroit, because I think Tony will start working those guys in certain situations and then have a pretty good idea of how he wants to use them in, in the playoffs. Uh, you know, having said that, there are certain guys uh, you'd like to see more consistency from, but I think in, in this case, Tony's going to be thinking about matchups down the road. Who, do, who does he want to face uh, Korea in a, in a certain situation? Uh, you know, or, you know, Alvarez. Uh, the Astros have pretty good balance in, in their lineup, but I think in the case of the, the, the White Sox, uh, you want to do what's best for you and go with your best. It might not necessarily be uh, a lefty, even though you know Bummer's Bummer and, and Crochet give you two good options there. Um, so I just think it's TBA at this point. But I think once they clinch, uh, look closely at how Tony uses uh, these relievers in certain situations. And, you know they've gotten their share of work. That's not the issue. It's it's how he envisions using them in specific situations, sort of like what Joe Madden did with the uh, Cubs in 2016, the final two weeks. He got criticized for treating it as spring training, but I think he did the prudent thing there. Yeah, the the team that, the, the Joe Madden era, which you covered very closely, we, we saw a Cubs game last night where the Brewers beat the Cubs uh, 8-5. to five. Let me ask you about uh, Cody Hoyer because I think it was I think it was Rick Sutcliffe last night during the broadcast who said that he thinks something, so I don't want to misquote him, but something to the degree of this this guy is special and he, he's going to be great for years to come for the Cubs. Now last night wasn't a great example because he ended up walking Jose Urias with the bases loaded, but what what, what do you think about the Cubs' closer situation going forward? We saw a couple of candidates in play yesterday in Hoyer and uh, Rowan Wick. Neither succeeded, but both are probably candidates. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty good observation, and I expect that to continue uh, in the final two weeks as well, uh, especially in the case of Rowan Wick, just getting innings, making up for the loss of innings, and and one, getting that feel back for his pitches, especially the the split, you know his fastball's right there, but you know he he needs some work, some other pitches. But I think he's definitely a, a viable candidate for closer. I mean, you remember, uh, you know, 2019 we saw at the end this guy had some special stuff, and you're thinking, yeah. hmm, down the road he could be that guy who takes over for for uh, Kimbrel. And at the same time, uh, you know Hoyer, I think the Sox were thinking the same thing at, at one point. So. Um, those are two pretty promising options, but they still got to get the work in and show that they can do it. Um, you know, not to diminish uh, the role of setup guy, but there's plenty of setup guys because one, they're pretty good, and two, they can't close. So I think these guys are trying to uh, give David Ross and the staff some kind of answers. Our guest is Mark Gonzalez. You can read him in the Daily Herald. He's a our deluxe baseball guest. What in the Cubs lineup? Which players do you believe 
Which would you trust? <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. This it's really, where it, they, it, they just, you know, the the bottom falls out, and they, in fact, and then they help push them over the side, and then okay, there's no pressure. That's always a consideration. But there's pressure on guys who are getting a shot at the majors. So right. you've seen a lot of things happen, Gonzo, but it still comes down to what do you believe as pointing towards next year? What's true, what's not, do you think? Yeah, you can get fooled easily in September by somebody tearing up the ball and then gets the spring training in the last two weeks, sees an abundance of curves and can't square one up. But you know, having said that, uh, just uh, avoiding the obvious guys like Contreras, I, I would say I'm, I've... I think Wisdom's got a shot. I, I think he's got to cut down his strikeouts, but certainly uh, this team needs power, and he provides it, so uh, that offsets some of the strikeouts. Uh, Schwindel has earned, I think, at least uh, a part-time uh, role at first base and, and with a chance to win that role. One guy that's really, I shouldn't say grown on me, but the things I heard about him have really started to crystallize somewhat is Rivas. And I know people will say, well, he doesn't hit for power and all that. But the one thing that's been lacking in this organization for the last three and a half, four years is the, is the contact rate and, and putting the ball in play. And, and this kid's got a chance to do that. We've seen signs where he's not trying to yank the outside pitch the right field. He goes with it and flicks it down the left field line. Uh, he's got a chance. He can be a seasoned hitter uh, pretty quickly. Um, th- those Those three guys come to mind right now as far I, as... I think you can hitch your hitch your your horse to the post. Yeah, I mean you can't you know based on what those guys those three guys are doing it's it's hard to make an argument against them right now. But I think one of the bigger problems that the Cubs have is not just trying to win again sometime soon. It's the team that they're playing tonight, and it's the Milwaukee Brewers, and they they go up against. Corbin Burns, who is, you know, a, a great symbol of a three-headed monster of a Brewers team that could be good for years to come. Is there any reason to, to think that the Brewers, like for the next five to seven years, are going to be the class of the division? Well, I think, first of all, they got to keep those guys healthy. Uh, I didn't like the way the Brewers handled Corbin Burns in 2019. They kind of jerked them back and forth between Nashville and Milwaukee, kind of curbing his service time. But um, he's really uh, become a very, very good front-line front line pitcher. I mean, he'd be an ace on most staffs, but they got Woodruff and then don't overlook Peralta as well. Of course. Um, I think they've done a great job of mixing and matching. You know, they started the, the season with Keston here as their first baseman, and he's, he has struggled. He hasn't been up since. And, and then they had Vogelbach there for a while. Uh, had to move a lot of guys around. Council does a great job of of finding right guys at the right spot. Uh, they really jumped the market too, getting the dummies uh, from Tampa Bay, and he's pretty much, I think, saved their offense, saved their season. Uh, it's going to take a lot for them to continue doing that and, and being a force in in the uh, division. I still think they they have a chance to do so with the big three, but. Um, you know, I still think this is a this is a curious division because, you know, here are the Cardinals that are now the, the leaders for the second wild card spot, and they were essentially in the same spot as the Cubs yeah. around uh, late June. And look what they've done compared to what's happened to the Cubs. So, you know, the Cardinals have only had like what one division title the last five six years, but you know they're always around. So, um, 
I would I'd pause a tad on Milwaukee only because a lot of things have gone right for them outside of their pitching, and that's tough to continue all that pushing the right buttons. But on, on the flip side, they were they did this without Kane for most of the year. Yelich has been banged up, so I give them a lot of credit. But it's tough to sustain the manner in which they did it. Same for the Giants and uh, on the West Coast. I mean, they've they've pulled a lot of rabbits out of their hat, but here they are, two games up with about 15 games left. That's why we watch. Gonzo, thanks for your time. Stay healthy. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye, Mark. Too. Mark Gonzalez. You can read him in the Daily Herald. You can hire him to write his deluxe baseball stuff. He is deluxe. I got a warning, just a quick warning for you, Steve, and for the listeners. Dave the Cat is up. And he is demanding entertainment right now. You may have heard a couple meows in the background, but um, just a a Dave the Cat warning. He needs his string. Well, we do have some entertainment for Dave the Cat and the uh, rest of our Saturday Suckers listening audience. um, At the top of the hour, we'll have Bears All Access here on this radio station. 3 p.m. to 5.35, Rami Makhlouf will be here. And 535 Cubs pregame. And I did not want you to miss this opportunity. Bears pregame show. Tomorrow, 9 to noon, there'll be Mully, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley. It's presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. But first, normally we would have Wagner. This would be about the time we'd have Wagner. But for your entertainment purposes, Yes. It just seems to be a preponderance of our love of Norm MacDonald and things he's created and echoes of, of uh, voice impressions and just things we talk about here. So we're going to do that. We're going to do our tribute to Norm. Long live Norm. And uh, we'll take a break and come back with all that. Sound okay? You, you look Sounds forward, incredible. Norm, no, that forward. sounds great. And I will entertain my cat during the next uh, three or four minutes during the break. Tell him to listen to this here radio station. Why don't you put the earbuds in, in Dave the cat's ears and he can hear all of the good normness. How do you feel about that, Dave? He's just staring at me. He's like, I don't know. What? Just give me food. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I'll let you feed them. Saturday suckage, but you figured that out. <laughs> Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. Back again, Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with $14. Hey, hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Great. Let's take a look at the final board. M- Mr. Reynolds, what are you doing? Yeah, I found this backstage, uh, oversized hat. It's funny. No, it's not. Sure it is. It's funny. It's funny because it's uh, bigger than a <coughs> you know, normal hat. I-, I see that. Get back to your podium. Norm MacDonald, the late Norm MacDonald, passed away this week. He was 61. Uh, Norm MacDonald on Celebrity Jeopardy. And he was Celebrity Jeopardy. It wasn't just a, a funny turn as Burt Reynolds changing his name. Norm MacDonald created that. And he often remarked, because we, we, Mark imitates that Alex Trebek, 
right? right. That's, All you that's... have to do is say the number one, and you will win the game. Right. The day is mine, Trump. <laughs> that's, that's Mark Grody as Will Ferrell as Alex yes. Trebek. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's a third generation. It's kind of hackish. You're right. But the the sound, the plaintive part of of Will Ferrell's and Mark Grody's Alex Trebek impressions was what, in Norm's ears and eyes, sold it. He said it was the empathy that 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 character held and holds and just the hopefulness, like somebody could get one yes. thing right. Please. And that was, that was what made the whole thing stick together when yeah. John Goddard is drunk and, and saying and choosing a, a category, the penis mightier. No, the pen is <laughs> mightier. But mightier, it was always, right? right. It, was, it was the the humanity and the empathy, the, the pleading, plaintive way that that um, Will Ferrell portrayed it. And that was <laughs> Norm MacDonald's part of it. And so we we have often referenced Norm MacDonald on the show, and we are going to, at least this show's version of, of the greatest hits, Mark, your request, we needed to play this because you wanted it. So share with yes. the audience... Yeah, so this is one that in all the the montages I have heard people playing bits here on the score or just watching retrospectives on television, I haven't seen a lot of the the Norm MacDonald as David Letterman, which he conquered this impersonation. Now, well, let me tell you this, uh, uh, Robert. I I saw Marvin's room, and I have to say, just a fine fine piece of work, Robert. <laughs> It's a, a great cast. You got you got Meryl Streep, Diane Keaton. Oh, and you know who I uh, particularly enjoyed in the film was uh, was uh, Chong. Yeah, he was good. He was very good. That he is. He's good. <laughs> you hear that, Paul? He enjoys Chong. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you two have a good time. I'll give you that. You know, it reminds me of the time that Marty and I were. Marty and I were making Taxi Driver. We're filming Taxi Driver. Marty turns to me. He says, Oh, oh, oh. let me guess. Probably said this. Probably. Yeah, you enjoy the shrimp? Yeah, you enjoy the shrimp? <laughs> hey, hey, you know who I bet really enjoy the shrimp? Chong. And Alex Baldwin is yeah. Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Paul. Hey, 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 you got, you got, you got any gum? Hey, what's going on? Oh, it's so good. So the the one of the more uh, one of the best known parts of what Norm did was um, he hosted the ESPYS, and yeah. he was eventually removed from Saturday Night Live. Not that he wasn't funny. It was because he would he refused. To stop, he continued to do O.J. Simpson jokes because O.J. Simpson jokes were funny, and that's what Norm's job was. His job was to write comedy, and he eventually would get removed because of the O.J. Simpson joke. But he did have one for the SB audience, and here you go. Charles Woodson, how about that? Oh, what a season he had!
He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. Congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> I love this week in the O.J. Simpson trial, the infamous bloody glove was finally introduced into evidence, and O.J. didn't help his case any by blurting out, there it is, I've been looking all over for that thing. <laughs> I forgot about that. The ESPYs the thing, I love when crowds don't know what to do with a joke, where they don't see it coming, oh. so they're like, their, their instinct is to laugh. It's almost involuntary when you're watching a comedian, but they're like, ah, whoa, 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 wait, 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 it's like, hold on a second, whoa, whoa, wait. While they're laughing, they're, getting, they're going into their moral place. Because somebody's dead, right? Yeah. Right? Somebody's Somebody, dead. Two right. people in that yes. case. Right, right. How, what, what is it, death? plus time equals comedy or something like that. Yes. So it's, um, I don't know when that was relative to the OJ death. Later. Or, yeah. Um, I, but see, this was in the new, this was a death plus time. The time was only a week. He had, Oh, okay. He had it was a week. Trash pan. I don't know where, where, where was the Steve Irwin um, yeah, so this is a crap. different thing, Brody. Oh, when he's yeah, he was on the Daily Show with John yes, Stewart, yes. and this, yes. yeah, what, like my favorite part about this is when John's begging him to stop. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about the crocodile hunter. Did you? Because I think yeah, yeah you're yeah, gonna yeah, make yeah, him yeah. sad. Because I think you know it was it was tragic yes. at the time, but I think. <laughs> I don't know. People calling me, man, they're shocked. Who? Oh, hey, you wouldn't believe it. Who got killed? The crocodile hunter. <laughs> don't, please don't make me laugh at this. This I mean, is not, this is like, not good He to was do. 44 years old. I'm like, that's a ripe old age for a crocodile hunter. <laughs> that's not. Uh... And you know who had to be pissed about it were the crocodiles, because uh, he got killed by some fruity fish. And uh, so you know, you know the crocodiles were like, hey man, that crocodile hunter got killed. Who did it, Frank? Nah, nah you don't even want to know, man. Please, please don't do this anymore. This, this go, is Bill, man, you had a chance once. The guy go, man, I had a chance. I had that m He was... He was Tommy with a stick. I could have eat him and his kid. I, I don't feel good about this. You remember I ever tell you that story, Bill? Yeah, only a thousand times. <laughs> that's, that's true. Oh, that's so good. It was tragic at the time. That's, yeah, yeah tragic at the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He wasn't afraid. Was normy, normy, norm. I mean, that's norm. what makes it so funny is like he's not really being insensitive. He makes it like he's being objectively funny. It's just the timing of it. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it went. A uh, comedian named Alan Strickland Williams, who I'd not heard of, but he showed up in my Twitter feed in the wake of all this, wrote this and he said, <clears throat> he said, he wrote this tweet in a Norm McDonald voice. Norm MacDonald passed away today from a nine-year private battle with cancer. He is survived by his son, 
his loving friends, his adoring fans, and everyone else who isn't dead. <laughs> that's a that's a great joke. That's a great nice. joke to honor Norm Macdonald. You know that's what? I gotta tell you, your your on the spot Norm Macdonald is not bad. It's impeccable. Yeah, it was actually. I'm serious. It was actually pretty good. Well, we're we're trying. I just sort of channel my inner older Al Pacino and yell, but that's what Norm did. That's yes. how he, he was at the punchline. So since we're on the top, it. like you guys have seen Dirty Work, right? His movie with Artie Lane. No, I have not. Oh, you guys got to see it. That's just like I watched it the 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 day that he died that night. I watched it. It's I mean. It's just like the quintessential like Norm Macdonald comedy. I mean, it's really like right in the wheelhouse of that like late '90s stupid comedies, like similar to Adam Sandler movies. But it's a Norm Macdonald movie, and it's like hysterical because he's clearly not even trying to act. And um, Chris Farley's in it makes it makes it like just a typical Chris Farley cameo. Artie Lane's hilarious in it. Like it's just the whole premise is Norm Macdonald is just kind of this like. Life's kind of beating him down a little bit at this point. At this point in his life, and he's like figuring out that he's really good at getting revenge on people. It's like the only thing he's really good at. So he he starts a revenge for hire business. So people just come to him and hire him to get revenge on other people. <laughs> like well, you know, the premise is great. The funny thing about Norm Macdonald is is, and I'll include that movie because I don't even remember when that movie came out. That like might have been Norm early nineties. Macdon- I can't remember. Okay, all right, but yeah, that's the obviously because Chris Farley was still alive. So yeah, right, right. But Norm Macdonald, like he he he's never really been part of great successful things, but he's but everybody still loves him and he's hilarious. Like like he like he had that sitcom Norm for a while. I don't even remember a single episode of it. Um, you know Saturday Night Live. Obviously he wasn't on long and he he got fired from it. You just mentioned that movie, which I don't even remember. But so it's like it's hard. Like his best stuff was just doing his stand-up or being a guest on on a show. And obviously we could pull pull lots of his great SNL stuff. But it seems like he it was hard to find. Like what do you go? To, what do you tell somebody to watch if you want to like really give them as? And I'll use the word studs use quintessential. Norm Macdonald. I Maybe would, Studs just gave us an answer there. I with would that say, movie. yeah, Dirty Work is up there. Or just, I mean, anything, anytime he was on with Conan, it was gold. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Just, it, that was just pure gold because yep. he, he had this way of making Conan break that was yeah. just beautiful. Right, and they both come from the Saturday Night Live background and they have a writer's mentality. So, yeah, I could see that, or I have seen that work very well, those two. A texter, and our text line, our text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. 773 notes a something that I had missed. I'd forgotten about this. Upon the OJ acquittal on uh, his SNL update desk. Well, it's finally official. Murder is now legal in the state of California. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's a great joke. <laughs> I can just see like the SNL boss is like, okay, you know what? We we've had our fun. It's time to tone it down a little bit, and then Norm just leans into it further. He always seems to be the one. The one of the things that you have to watch a variety of things, and and this is what makes 
Um, there's some of the more talented people that if they're not, if they don't do one thing particularly well, his, his, his understated smirking at the camera, Ooh, whatever camera good. it is, he yeah. seems to be, he's, all right, you're in on the joke. We're all in on the joke, but watch this. Yes. Joke. And that, well I always said. got that feeling from him and, and the delivery while sometimes loud was also there, there was snark to it. There was yep. a a sense of but that but that's he okay we're all in on this joke and it's not going to be a surprise and here we go i i always thought that was the part of the charming thing and one of the amazing parts of it that you see in whatever he was doing i haven't seen the movie that trash panda was talking about but i imagine that's kind of the same thing he's probably trash panda is he smirking along in that too is oh yeah of course yeah he's oh, there yeah. you go always i yeah, would like to read a text message here too from the 206 when i was 12 years old i thought the two funniest things on earth were norm on weekend update and steve's tribune column what else would anyone need yeah okay well i appreciate i appreciate that um Set the bar higher, but I appreciate that. <laughs> no, your your stuff was great, man. It always was. All right. No you know fear, we, no fear in Rosenblum. We have, we do have one more Norm piece. We're gonna play it. it, it it's a cookie. You stick around to the end, and we'll play you the Norm cookie, one of the more famous things he has done. And um, and again, you talk about smirking as he goes along, telling this joke. And again, as you guys said, this was with Conan, so. This 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 brings this is the nexus of all that all that it is. We got to take a break, and when we come back, we will finish out this rousing edition of Saturday Suckage. He's Grody. I'm Rosenblum. Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. God bless and go Bears. Welcome in. Welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, coming up top of the hour. Bears all access will follow us. We have a Norm McDonald cookie for you for for making Good. it this far into Saturday suckage. But I also wanted to share with this share this with a class. I don't know if you saw this, Mark, but um, this is what Steve heard. Um, Jameis Winston, the Saints, torched yeah. the Packers, and in post game interview on the field was <clears throat> asked what spurred him on. What did the coaches tell him about this? How did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> one thing my trainer said, he always is, what? <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> I think anybody out there was like, oh, interesting. Very So be prepared. That's very good. Never I'm thought of that, that before, guys. Be yeah, prepared. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put that up on Instagram as an inspirational message because that's yeah, what people I do would, on Instagram. I'd about. like to have that laminated for my wallet just as a daily daily reminder. Uh, Can I, also, um, I'd like – go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. No, no, <laughs> no this, this, was, this was on uh, Molly and Ha earlier in the week. Mike yes. Lombardi, the Odyssey Insider, uh-huh. uh, he, and he was talking about the vaunted Bears defense that gave up massive plays, gave up, gave gave them up in a hurry, and and he was talking about um, he was asked his view of that. 
I mean, you have to be honest with yourself. I mean, I think the biggest concern that I had uh, going into the Bears season, everybody focused on quarterbacks. I kept saying, are they any good on defense? I mean, they might be the most overrated defense in the league. Everybody thinks they're good on defense, but are they? I think that's the fundamental question Bears fans have to ask. I mean, before you unravel the quarterback mystery, are, are they good enough to to win defensively? And I think what you have to do as an organization is – at before the season starts and certainly after the first game to sit down and say, how do we play a game to win the game? Like, what do we have to do to highlight our strengths? What are our strengths? And then formulate a game plan around that. And we just can't go out and play. I mean, they're just not as good defensively. Khalil Mack's not the same player he was when he came to Chicago. You know, they don't have the same pass rush that they did. They couldn't, can't control the game with the defensive front. I mean, you give up 30, 31 point, 34 points in 24 minutes. I mean, you, you know, what are, what are we talking about here? So I think that's really where you have to focus. He's right. Well, that'll be the focus tomorrow, yeah. won't it, Mark? With Alec Ogletree saying the Bears' defense lacked energy. <laughs> Mike yeah. Lombardi saying they're overrated. I mean, like, he's right, though. The, the national perspective of the Bears' defense since 2018 has stayed on, oh, yeah, the defense is great. Don't worry, no, no need to worry about the defense. Like, they're not looking. I mean, they, they're, they're obviously zeroing in on what is right in Justin Fields and the Andy Dalton debate, but they have no clue when it comes to what's been going on with the Bears' defense. And that, like I said, that's danger, danger, danger when you don't have defense, like, there's no backup plan to that defense because they're all a lot of them made men, a lot of them been paid, and that's the defense that was supposed to be good and the the reason that you won games, and they will have their I I, I gotta tell you man without Eddie Goldman again tomorrow, which is the way it's certainly looking, like I I fear what not not just the obvious Joe Burrow Jamar Chase T Higgins thing, but you know Joe Mixon had 29 carries for 127 yards. They will give the running back the ball a lot, and I haven't seen a lot of reasons to suggest in the past couple of years that the Bears will stop a really good running back. Well, we will check back if they ever, if they, if nobody important listened, we'll be able to do this show again. In the meantime, we'll dispense with the usual closing ceremonies, and uh, Mark and I will leave you with this Norm McDonald cookie. It is the famous moth joke on Conan O'Brien. Stay healthy. Everybody. Now, not all your material comes uh, from, the, from the news. Is that right? You know, no, you, some you, of my material comes, my strongest material comes from real life. Real life? Like, for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm-hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> we, send, we send cars for our guests, yes. Yeah, so I got in it, and that's, I, you know, I get material that way. So my driver, What do you mean? What, what, how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> the driver we said to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy. You, now, that guy. Now, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> so the guy, he goes, uh, uh-huh. he, uh, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, Moth. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm-hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich. 
And uh, all day long I work. Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night, I, I sometimes wake up, and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. She, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. The cold took her down, as it did many of us. And my other boy. And this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy. Gregario <laughs> Ivanilitovich. I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I, that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And in this hellish facade once How long all, a drive was this? Do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moss, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, because the light was on. So, so Norm. What? <laughs> we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.